now, yeah. Because the Seahawks, I don't. At first, I'm beginning yeah. of the year. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, that's a loss. And now I'm like, what the hell is wrong with Russell Wilson? Yeah, it's the first time I can remember where I truthfully don't trust Seattle at all. Yeah, and they have like the, the run game. They've been trying to establish the run for since they fucked up in the Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, that was your chance. And then they're like, no, no, no. Now we have to run all the time. And I'm like, you're just wasting Russell Wilson. And he's he's obviously furious. He wants to get the hell out of there. I would so, too. Yeah, because you got Lockett, who's the best weeks one through three guy in the NFL history, has like 600 fantasy points in the first three weeks. And then it's just gone for the rest of the year. And then Metcalf yep. like disappeared. Yeah. And then you have like a no name tight end and you have a tight end who had ball out for two games. Then he'll tear his ACL. It's happened like four times in a row. You have the kid from Montana. You got it down to a science, dude. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've watched a lot of Seahawks because they, they play Washington a lot and they beat them a lot. Let me get, we get record. Um, my next guest is a former All-Pro NFL kickers, one as well as a recurring guest. Well, welcome back on Mr. Blair Walsh. Blair, is everything going for you? Excellent, excellent. Glad to be back on. Absolutely. So Thanksgiving weekends in the books. What do you think of these games uh, as, a, as a whole? Well, you and I were just chatting about it. The Thanksgiving slate itself was pretty uh, tedious and boring. Not a lot of games that, uh, that piqued the interest, especially when you have the game between the Cowboys and the Raiders have almost 30 accepted penalties, which is unheard of. And um, you know what? The, the weekend slate was okay. I thought that the morning games were exciting, but you know, it just was, it's, it was a very ho-hum average type of week in the NFL. Is it time to take the Lions off of national TV forever? Maybe forever. I mean, you got to give them the Thanksgiving game every year. Why? Why? I, I don't know. I have a friend who's adamant, though. I will say this. I have a friend, um, Drew Butler, former NFL punter and current podcast host. Um, he is adamant that every team on Thanksgiving should wear their throwback uniforms, no matter I who like it that. is. I like that. Everyone should wear their throwback uniforms. And honestly, I agree with him because that would make it a little bit more intriguing than watching the Lions um, do their thing in their, in their modern uniforms. Like if they like they suck every year, but if they sucked every year and they balled out on Thanksgiving, then we keep them on Thanksgiving. But they suck year round. It's like just disappointment. Like you got to wake up late. You miss half the parade. You put them on. They're getting their ass kicked. Big Sean's performing at halftime and they lose. And I feel like that's every year. <laughs> it's like being a Georgia Tech fan playing against my alma mater, Georgia. I mean, every year you have to just wake up on one Saturday year and just know your team's about to get a whooping. Yeah, uh, that's my one plug I'll get for the uh, segment. My team's currently the uh, uh, number one team in the nation, Georgia Bulldogs. We'll you scared that. of Michigan? Michigan's coming, apparently. No, I'm not scared of any team no. uh, in the Big Ten. No, no. Bama, Bama. I, I live bet Mama when they were down to Auburn. I'm really like, who else Auburn have? So they had Bo Nix, who's not that good. And then they have this other guy who looks like kind of like Cam Newton's cousin, really the same build, except he's wearing one. So I'm kind of used to the one, but Auburn, but Cam was wearing two. And that was going back and forth, but uh, Alabama pulled that out. And then um, Ohio State just fell apart. I only watched the fourth quarter. I'm not going to act like I watched the whole game. I just watched the fourth quarter because I bet Ohio State to come back. They didn't. Um, but, yeah, no, it's wild weekend for college. But like, with, with the Lions, like, yeah, like what's going on with golf? Was golf just – just was was it all just a, like a, a facade that McVeigh was helping with everything and he just sucks or like how did, how does he not beat that Bears team I think the Bears team is better than their record first of all I think Detroit is their record which is not great but they're good against the spread though I think they're like seven four against, against the spread, spread. They cover a lot I, to me Jared Goff just looks like a guy that's in a system that you know doesn't fit him in a place that doesn't really fit what he does well you know Detroit's known as you know kind of the the tough you know, Motor City type football, you know, we play in the NFC North, we ground a pound, and then, you know, you got a quarterback from Cal that, 
you know, doesn't really know as having a strong arm or any of those qualities. So it's just, it's an awkward fit. It's kind of been an awkward fit from the start. And I, you know, I almost can't foresee them keeping him as their quarterback next year, regardless of the cap hit and contract they have. I, I feel like if you roll out Jared Goff again next year for your, your team and your fan base, you're almost telling them that, you know, we're giving up again on this year. And, and that's harsh to say, because I think Jared Goff can play, but just not in Detroit. Well, the thing is like, if you don't go with him, it's not the strongest quarterback class. So then you got Tim Boyle, who apparently horrible and it wasn't even good in college. I don't know how he made it to the league. And you got David Blau, who's a part-time magician. So it's literally like, and then there's quarterbacks. You're not taking one. So you get the kid from Oregon, Thibodeau, you got Hutchinson at Michigan. You could potentially roll the dice and maybe a DB, there's not really a quarterback you want to take one, so you're kind of screwed. And also, is, does Dan Campbell suck at coaching, or, or just we kind of counting them out like they don't really have the talent? Well, uh, it's it's most of the talent at this point because it's really hard to assess a guy in his first year of coaching for the Detroit Lions, um, and they've been in so many games, they just can't close it. And they do feel like one of those teams where if they find a way to win a game, they might have another another one come. And it's just you know. <laughs> It's tough. It's got to be a tough watch if you're a Detroit fan, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's it's horrible. So, like, I don't I don't know what they do. Like, honestly, what if what if Calvin Johnson agreed to play on Thanksgiving every year and that's it? Well, I think Martha Ford would have to give him uh, back, or he would have to pay back three million dollars to Martha Ford. Do you remember that story? That where the, yeah, the I thought she owed asked, I thought she owed him money. No, I think they wanted him to pay back his uh, that's, that's his, not his bonus because he uh, he retired early. So yeah. No, if you play for the team for no, like. Is, no, that was, and then, and then to the, no, yeah, he's not paying them anything. Um, but they're, I, I had the idea earlier. So they were thinking about apparently there's some talk of possible expansion in the NFL. So obviously, people can say London, um, Toronto is up there. St. Um, Louis again. You don't think that they would yeah, try to get St. Louis? I think you'd probably get them back, but I feel like you have to kind of find a fan base because I feel like a lot of St. Louis fans either stayed with the Rams or they became Chiefs fans. So right. you, you never know with that. But if, if they do do that, um, I think you should just relegate all the shitty teams into a minor league and just, we could just have the good teams. And then we have like late night games, kind of like when we, like when you're kind of just watching for college football all day and there's really nothing on. And then the Hawaii game comes on, we should do that, but it's the jets and the Jags and all the shitty teams. We can relegate them. They can, they can play in like Russia or so. I don't know what the time difference is, but they can play somewhere far, far away. So they're doing their own thing. The games are either televised over there, but we can't, these shitty teams are fucking up the rest of the league. And I think we need to add more teams, get more talent, get new owners that know what they're doing and kind of move the shitty teams. We, we don't want to watch this shit. The Jags game should not be on national television. That's I'll, I'm going to take it one it. step further. We should adopt the system that the premier league does yeah. and have the bottom four teams in a playoff yes. at the end yes. of the year, a, a, a four team playoff and the, uh, the winner gets to stay and the other three get relegated. Can you imagine the intensity yeah. Of a Detroit It'd be Lions, incredible. New Jets, a New York Jets playoff game to stay yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> It'd be six three going in, and they would be fighting their asses off. It would be, hard. I don't, and I don't know where you put them. Like, you know, the SEC is not going to want them. So, I mean, it'd be, it'd be really interesting. Honestly, you could like Notre Dame's not really in a conference; they could be in there, and then you just kind of throw people all around. But it's, it's, it's amazing how we have such a, a premier talent, and then there's everyone else, and I'm really like, how, how does this keep happening? There's a shelf so, in the NFL, and it's pretty dramatic to drop off to the bottom. No, yes. But so if they do expansion, obviously, it should be more shitty teams, but hopefully they get back better and the other shitty teams are <laughs> shitty. No, but and then so, so with the um, Cowboys and the Raiders, obviously, Dallas didn't have two of their three premier wideouts. Um, Mari Cooper is still on the COVID list. I think he's back. He'll be back tomorrow. So he's good. 
and you had CeeDee Lamb still fighting back with a concussion. They made it a game, but apparently that was the first time the Cowboys had lost at home to the Raiders um, since Jason Garrett was quarterback. So that's not, that's a long, long time. That's like 98. So the Raiders, I don't, I don't really know what the hell to make of the Raiders, but Dallas, do you think they're spiraling? Do you think they're just kind of need to catch their breath? What do you think is going on? Catch their breath. They need to get everybody back healthy on the offensive side of the ball. I know that was the first game back for Tyron Smith, their offensive tackle as well. But, you know, when you're out your two main weapons on, on offense and CD Lamb and Amari Cooper, and you still put up that many points, you have to feel positive about it. Now they didn't finish the game, um, obviously, and the penalties were disturbing, but the penalties were on both sides. So I feel that there's a, a it's not necessarily a, a Cowboys, a reflection of the Cowboys. It's more a reflection of how the game was called. Um, I, th- I think Dallas just needs to relax and realize that they did so much well early in the season that they've given themselves this wiggle room to have these kind of games where they drop them that, that are close. Um, their division is not particularly strong. So, you know, there's no reason they can't win it again this year and, and represent. Um, so just Dallas will be itself. I think you didn't really learn much about them either way, to be honest. And uh, you got you to gotta be impressed with what the Raiders are doing. Um, they've had every single reason this season uh, to fold, and they have not. So for me, you kind of learned uh, not too much about both those teams, but wild game. What do you think of Micah Parsons? Uh, absolute freak, man. I mean, he's got to be defensive player of the year, not rookie of the year. Really? You think so? Yeah, he's playing that well. No, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. And I know, I think he was like 12th or 13th pick. Like everybody's like, no, we don't want him. I know I wanted Washington to get him. Washington's like, no, no, we got this guy from Kentucky who's amazing. And I'm still waiting for him to be amazing. So, <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, it's, but he's incredible because I know he's originally playing inside linebacker and then they had Lawrence got hurt and they moved him to edge and he's been, he's been incredible. But he's, he's unbelievable. He's like, the, they're there next to Marcus Ware and I know they train together. So he's unreal. It's weird to see Dallas actually have a good defense yep. for the first time in a long time. So then the night game. Uh, we got to get the Saints off TV. Saints are another one of those teams. Until Jameis comes back, I don't want to see Trevor Simeon and on TV anymore. And the reason I'm saying that is because he's on TV again Thursday. I don't understand the – I understand that, that Taysom Hill was injured and had a concussion. I mean, he got rocked. Anybody that saw that hit a few games ago, he got absolutely – old school, late 1990s NFL hit by a safety. Um, however, I, at this point, if he's on the field playing, you have to assume he's obviously healthy enough to play in the full capacity. I, I don't understand why they just don't turn the offense over to him. It, it feels somewhat like a lost season at this point for New Orleans. So you know what you have in Trevor Simeon. I, I don't understand why you're continuing to, to play him and trot him out there. I think at least um, – you, you show hope with Taysom Hill. You give your fan base hope. You give your team hope. You say, hey, you know, we can make a run at getting in the playoffs. That's where New Orleans is at this point. And by trotting Trevor Simran out there, I think you're telling them that, you know, we're almost not fighting for it. So uh, I really would love to see Taysom Hill play. The God knows they paid him enough money uh, in his contract. To do I don't understand. So. How, I don't know how much he makes. I don't understand any of that. It's a weird contract. If you, re- if you remember in the offseason, they signed him to one of those those contracts where the, yeah, the like, a, like a pretend, it's like a pretend contract or something. Yeah. But then they just actually re-signed him to a real deal this past week. And then you go out there and you don't really use him. So I, I would, I don't foresee that continuing. I think Sean Payton's too prideful and that organization is too prideful to continue to have below average play at the quarterback. When you have a guy that you think might provide more. Or Ian book. If you, if you call the Ian book thing uh, two months ago in, in our little preseason one, I'm going to be extremely impressed. If he starts a game for the New Orleans Saints. He should. Yeah. He, I, Simeon sucks. Simeon's the kind of guy that, like, he's your backup that you really don't want to play. And when your star gets hurt and there's kind of like a quarter left, you hope that you can trot Simeon out there and he doesn't blow the game. And they've somehow turned that into, oh, we're to start him. 
doesn't work. It doesn't work. He somehow, I don't know how he beat Brady. That was his one game. That's it. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's horrible. And they're going to put him back on national TV Thursday. And I guarantee you, we'll see them either on Thursday night football, Monday night football, or Sunday night football, at least four more times until the playoffs. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And the bill, yeah. And with the bills, did, did that tell you anything from the bills? Like, I think they just kind of played against a bad team. Did you learn anything from the bills on Thursday? Bounce back. I feel like they had to have that performance and they did, you know, you hold new Orleans regardless of the, the quarterback is six points and you score 31 and you kind of control the ball game. That's what they needed. They needed to control the game, take the, the, um, the wildness out of it and the unpredictability that they've been playing with and just kind of control it from start to finish and really never be a doubt. And that's what they did. Um, it was good to see Leslie Frazier's defense step up. Uh, I'm a big Leslie Frazier fan, as you know, um, so yeah, I thought I, was, I thought you learned a little bit about Buffalo in this in the standpoint of going to New Orleans and just kind of dominating them and really showing that they can still be that team that we all considered them to be a month ago. Why, why do you think they didn't go out and get somebody who can run the ball in the offseason? Because it's, it's their, one of the biggest weaknesses you can see. I've seen it the last two years. They've gone into the season with Singletary and Zach Moss, and neither of them have done anything to make you think that they're the long-term answer or even the, the short-term answer. So I agree with you. I don't know why they haven't made a splash, whether in free agency or through the draft or even just attempting to fix that, that hole. Cause you can't rely on Josh Allen to be your leading rusher every week. It's just not sustainable in the NFL, unless you're a guy like Lamar Jackson, who it's, it's designed for. I think with Josh, it's not really designed that often. So therefore you need to have that other guy that can run the ball and, and provide some sort of stability in that part of the game. So I feel like all of Josh Allen's runs, those aren't planned. Those are just him just saying, fuck it and taking off. There, it's yeah. him making something out of, out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's we'll see because I know they have they're playing Monday night against um, New England. That's a real test to see if I mean that Patriots matchup looks juicy, huh? Yeah, no. And I, I'm I'm surprised they didn't want to have that on the Sunday night game because the Sunday night game this week, I want to see the Raiders or not the Raiders, the Broncos. The Broncos are just Denver's Raiders. I don't want to see that shit again. Broncos <laughs> are hard. Broncos. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the Chargers. But, but we might as well get into that one. That what the hell's wrong with the Chargers? So they lose to the Broncos and. 13, they lost 28-13 to Bridgewater and a little bit of Drew Locke. And Pat, Pat Sertan had an incredible game on defensive five for Denver. But Herbert comes off an incredible game on Sunday night last last week. We're talking about this guy's the golden boy. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him by Denver. Uh, don't you feel like you're watching the same Chargers team you've watched for the last decade? Yeah, yeah. And, and the only thing different is they got a newer, younger more potential quarterback. I mean, the Chargers identity for so long has been let's let's be competitive and let's ride our quarterback to see how competitive we can be. And the rest of it, we're not going to be cleaned up on, whether it's special teams, defense, whatever. Time, uh, clock management was their issue last year. Uh, it, to me, the Chargers never feel like a completely sound football team. They have all the talent to be so, and they have, they now have the coach and the staff in place to do so, but they never feel like they have all, of, all the facets of their team on the same page on the same Sunday. So it, it's, they're one of the most unpredictable teams, in the NFL, in my opinion, because you truthfully do not know which team is showing up each Sunday. Right. And that's, that's tough. That's tough to sustain in the NFL. I think they started out four and one, they're six and five. So like, I don't, they beat the chiefs. They handedly beat the chiefs. Um, but since then it's gone extremely downhill. Teddy Bridgewater went 11 of 18 for 129 and a touchdown. And somehow his team beat the Chargers by 15 points. And that doesn't make any sense to me, but but the char- yeah the Chargers like Herbert had 300 yards be throwing two picks can't do that um I don't think understand why they keep rushing Eckler Eckler is great but he needs to be out of the kind of like throwing him out the backfield they need another guy that can kind of be their bell cow 
because Eckler, they just, they just, they just kind of tackle him at the line of scrimmage. So I'm, I'm pretty positive. If I remember correctly, Justin Herbert was their leading rusher today. I'm pretty sure in the, in the, in the, yeah, stats. you're right. Yeah. He had five more yards. Yeah. That can't be the case for a no. team like that. And like I said, no. out the Lamar Jackson's in the NFL, yeah, you no. can't have your, your, your relatively athletic, but stoic, you know, pocket passing quarterback be your leading rusher. I think you have like a hundred yards against the Steelers. Rushing. Yep. It just, that's not, yeah, that's not what they're yeah. trying to do. So are you out on the Chargers, or do you think they're kind of one of those sneaky teams? I'm just never bought, over the I never bought in on the Chargers, so really? it's hard to no. be out on the team. Never bought in. No, I don't think they're going to even. I mean, they're not going to get in the playoffs. It's my opinion. Yeah, no, it's. I don't even know. I think there's the second. I don't even know how the division races. That division is bizarre. It's it's wild. And then so um so the Bengals beat the brakes off of uh, Pittsburgh, forty-one ten. That wasn't even close. I think it was like thirty-one-three for like two quarters. Big Ben looks horrible. The Steelers' offense looks horrible. Joe Mixon. Honestly, they could have taken him out at halftime, and they still probably would have won by 20. But the ba- the Bengals are rolling today. I don't know if they've just been playing well against Pittsburgh, but the, the Bengals back, they're still not throwing as much. They're just kind of the, just lean. I think I think Mixon ran it 30 times today. Let's see. Um, 28 for 165 and two touchdowns. Like, they just gave it to it. And Burrow, 20 for 24, 190 and a touchdown. Like, an efficient game, but nothing splashy. But the Steelers, the Steelers defense, I know coming into the year, we were like, you know, this is a pretty good defense. They're not playing too well. No, it hasn't been great. And I think when you have Ben Roethlisberger playing the way he is right now, it's just so demoralizing for the defense to keep coming out there series after series and knowing that their offense is not going to really put up the points necessary to keep them competitive in the game. That's tough for a defense to continue to play that way. And, you know, eventually that's going to wear them down and other teams uh, have done a good job of that. And today Cincinnati did it. And like you said, Burrow didn't even throw the ball that much. I mean, when you have Mixon running for 150 yards, you don't really need to do much when it comes to the passing game. And it's kind of that old school mentality of just clock management, controlling the football game by running that much and being that successful at it. And the other team never really has a chance to even get back in. So it was a great game plan by Cincinnati and they're pretty scary on offense, to be honest. Uh, They've got so many weapons and they've got, I think Zach Taylor does a great job coaching them and, yeah, they're they're maybe not this year, but I, I think starting next year they'll be a real competitive problem in the uh, AFC North. You surprised that like I feel like the, the turning point was the Jets game early on. They were kind of just airing it out. Burrow was going crazy. He's having like three, two or three, maybe sometimes some of these games four touchdowns, leaning heavily on Jamar Jason T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Ever since they lost to the Jets, they had that spiral. They got they got the uh, the brakes beaten off of them by. Uh, Cleveland, and now they're kind of just going exclusively run. Do you think they're playing too conservatively that a team's going to expose them, or do you think they need to kind of let it fly? No, because I think Joe Burrow has let it fly for them before, and, uh, I mean, the stats show he has, and I think when pressed into it, he's capable of doing it. Um, so, yeah, I think their game plan today was appropriate, and the Steelers just, man, you gotta be, you got to be, uh, be disappointed if you're a fan of them right now and in their trajectory for the rest of the season. Do you think they'll finally move on from Banner? If you think if he says, I want to come back next year, they'll be like, yeah. There's no, there's absolutely 0% chance that Ben Roethlisberger is a starting quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, cold takes, I suppose, is coming from Cold takes, cold takes. I just, how, how, how can you convince that? What else is he going to do? What else is he going to do? Like, he's in, I think he's going to own a car dealership one day. He's not going to the booth. He's not going to be a family man. Football is his life. That's his everything. We're never going to hear from this dude again. And I think he's going to play out there as he can't. Maybe he can go play in the USFL, that the, the league that Fox Sports is bringing. Oh, back. I saw that. Yeah, I think it's all like all teams are pretty much East Coast. 
Kind of, I thought a lot of them are, yeah. I know there's one in Alabama too. So yeah, Birmingham. So they're like, all right, we'll, we'll go after that. No, that was the game was horrible. Um, Bucks Colts. I know we both had Colts. I yeah, I was like, yeah. this is a lock. They were dominating. Oh, it uh, looked so good there. But they stop, they won't they won't run the ball. They're literally the, the key to their success over the past month and a half. It's been run Jonathan Taylor the whole game. They're like, no, 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 we, we don't we don't need him. And then the then towards the end, that was the only thing working. But by then, it was too late. Yeah, I mean, I think the front uh, the front line of of the Buccaneers is better than people really realize. I mean, their defense was was much maligned here the last few weeks because they've just given up a ton of points, but they still have the players up front to stop uh, the run game. And they did that early on. And I know that they went away from them. I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor had four carries for like eight yards after the first quarter, which is mind blowing considering the week he had last week. But I think if you're a Colts fan, you're, you're psyched about what you just watched. I mean, the bucks are probably, if not the best or one of the two or three best teams in the NFL you're a six and five team and you hung in there the entire way and probably deserved to, and could have beat them. I, to me, the Colts are that team that if they get in the playoffs, I would be worried about playing them because yeah. if they get up on you, they have a guy like Jonathan Taylor who can just run the game out. And he's that good. Just today. It never felt like they got enough up on the bucks to really do that and have that game plan. No, because I think Wentz, Wentz had two picks in the second half, um, but they're the team nobody wants to face. They're, they're the team that they're going to get juggernaut deep, very underrated defense kind of coming at you. But the thing is they can't win. They're most likely unless Titans fall apart, they're not going to win the AFC South because they lost both games to the Titans. I think they're, they're what six and six right now. So they got to stay in that wild card race, wherever they slot out, they're going to be a team. The other the favorite does not want to play, but if they go on a slide, their, their playoff chances might dwindle. But I think you just got to just let Jonathan Taylor run the ball. I don't know if you saw that guy with the head, just said, run the damn ball. And, Yep. Finally, they started listening, but they have the pieces around him. Jack Doyle, they got the kid that Ashton Doolin, the kid. Every time he comes on there, I get reminded that his college football program is no longer existent, which is pretty cool. Um, well, it's actually not cool, but it's wild. Um, and then, yeah, but they're, the, they're, they're a team that they can they can match up with anybody. They beat the brakes off of Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. Who did they get clo- close with? Titans. They lost only lost to the Titans, a healthy Titans team by three and OT. Um, they get the Texans next week. It's a walk in the park and you get the Patriots. So like, that's another good test for the Colts to see kind of how they can do, but that that's a Saturday primetime game. So eyes are on you. Plus you get, they get, have you been watching hard knocks at all with the Colts? I have. I watched the first episode. So, I mean, I think the hard knocks in the, in the middle of the season is a fascinating thing. I like it. Better than preseason. They should just do away with the preseason one. Yeah, no, because the preseason sucks because they used to have it like where they have the guys that are trying to make a team. And then like, now, like just focus on the guys we want to see. Yep. I don't know. That's so one can- thing. The one my biggest takeaway, I don't know if you said the second episode, you know, this is not spoiling anything, but one of the, the D tackles were having like a meeting and the one D tackle was making chicken wings for everybody. And he was um, seasoning them in the sink. Oh. And I've heard it's a Southern thing and I've never heard it before. And I'm really like, uh, why not use a bowl? And people are like, if your sink is clean, you can use the sink. And I was really like, I don't know about that. Is that have you ever heard that before? Seasoning in the sink. I have not heard that. And I'm it on the sink. I, I'm like, well, this sounds gross. But that leads me to believe that I've probably had a wing that was seasoned in the sink, though. So now yeah. that uh, thanks for illuminating that in my life. Yeah. Appreciate no, no, because the thing is, like, they're like, oh, this guy's wings are the best. I'm like, did you see him making them? Because they <laughs> I was like, that is crazy. I'm literally like, you know, like if the sink is clean, you're good. And people were like, well, if you don't want to season in the sink, maybe you're not that confident in the cleanliness of the, your sink. And I'm really like, I'm not using the sink. No, no one should. No one should be that proud no. of the clinic. No. no one. No. Be. No. I'm just throwing team them around. Players. I'm just like, what is going on with this? I, I, I saw it. I'm literally like, 
why, why is this guy doing this? I'm like, this got to be a mistake. He goes, towards the end of it, he goes, oh, I season him in the sink. I don't care. I'm like, your guests might. But no, so that that was wild. I mean, apparently it's a Southern thing. So below the Mason-Dixon line, ask when you do chicken wings. Um, no, it, it's wild. Um, and then Panthers, Dolphins, Cam Newton sucks. You weren't saying that last week. I know. Well, he lost to Washington. Was it two weeks ago or last week? I don't remember. Yeah, I <laughs> – didn't it seem like their game plan was funky. I, I saw no short throws for Cam. I saw no design runs for Cam. I, it was, and I was paying attention extre- uh, extremely closely because I actually started living fantasy because Kyler Murray has oh, been really? in for the last six weeks. But that being said, I saw nothing that was conducive to set Cam up for success. It was almost like they were calling the pl- the game for a guy like a pocket passer. It just it kind of blew my mind almost for. For an offensive genius in Joe Brady, which is the Panthers' offensive coordinator, and Matt Rule, it, they felt like they got out schemed from the from the jump. And Cam didn't play well, so that's not I'm not excusing Cam for that, but it didn't seem like he used his, his talents at all. Five for 21, 92 yards, two INTs. I'm pretty sure he had the lowest completion percentage since Joey Harrington of a guy who threw at least 20 passes, which is nuts. That's that was a cool. long time ago. Yeah, so. And I got a question for you. Are you back on the Tua train now, though? They're, they're rolling. They're rolling. But they're playing like who? They, who's the best team they've beaten in the past? They beat Baltimore. the Ravens. They beat the Ravens. But it was a weird. It was a weird Thursday night game. It was a weird. It was a weird was. game. That was a real game. But other than that, Jets, Cam, who played horrible, and the Texans. So like they've got the Giants winnable, Jets winnable, Saints winnable, Titans, Titans. Yeah. Day after New Year's Day, we don't know if Derrick Henry's be back. Then they got New England. There is there is a road to the wild card for the Miami Dolphins. There is Dolphins. definitely a road. There is definitely a road. Yeah. They're one of the they're one of the better teams for their record. Like we talked about this earlier, where your record doesn't match how good you are. We yeah. like the Colts at six and six. They're better than six and six. The Dolphins are better than their current record. There's no doubt about it. No, yeah, because even just looking at it, like they got the yeah they got first week of the year they only lost by they beat the Patriots. Oh oh look at that. So they have the tiebreaker. They won't, get be interesting. They, won't, they won't get that far. I mean, the, their Patriots are four games above 500 right now. Yeah, but we might have three teams in the AFC East in the postseason. And I think Jalen Waddle, you're looking at the next top he's phenomenal. type receiver. He just, man, he knows how to get open. And when he gets that ball in his hands, he's got a little bit of that Debo Samuel quality where it's like, just get the ball in his hands and let yeah. him make, make magic. And then Gasicki only makes highlight catches. Only yeah. in his next contract, he's in a contract year. In his next contract, oh, yeah. Say, I only care about spectacular catches. No, I went to a game a couple of years ago when Saquon was at Penn State. They were playing against Maryland. We got these amazing tickets for free, and we went over there to see Saquon because Maryland sucks and State. It's not that good. And we went there, and Saquon wasn't doing anything in the first half, and there was this no-name tight end who was going crazy, and it was him. And I'm like, I'm watching this guy. And so yeah. when he went to the – I wanted him to go to Washington, and then he goes to the Dolphins, and he's incredible. They don't use him as much as they should because they get Shaheen and – Smythe, and they're like, why don't you just give Gasicki the ball? Because him they have, and Waddle. They have three tight ends that all wear similar numbers and are all yeah. built the same. And so every time a ball's thrown, you've no idea yeah. who gets it until they get up. And you're like, oh, that was Gasicki. That was Smythe. That was Sheehan. It's, it's yeah. pretty fun. I'm not confident in the run game at all, though. Like, I have Gaskin in fantasy. He's more of a – he's kind of like an Eckler. He's like a poor man's Eckler. Like, he's great out of the back of throwing to him. He can get, like, 12 catches. He'll get into the end zone if you're right on the goal line. But he's not getting through anybody. No, so, like that. Yeah, no. So, but they're they're an interesting team. So we'll see what they do. And they're and then because they're on the year, people are calling for Brian Flores' job. And now I'm like, now they're not. Some, some, now, yeah, give us some. And then Tua, 
we'll see how he does keep going but like all the shit he's been going through basically saying we don't want you we're gonna go after this guy who's a predator we'll have him take your job oh wait never mind you're still the part you're still the starter you know what you're hurt now let's put present in oh, we're gonna put you back in he's been doing all right i'll give him credit well, the injury thing was one of the weirdest i will say that Tua's injury was one of the weirdest stories this so far this nfl season Brissett gets hurt in the game that they say Tua is too yeah and they said you stay out there and then they put into it and he plays well. And then he just continues and starts on the next week. It was like, was his injury never that bad or what was going on? He's so. made a glass. That's the, that's his one knock on him. That, like, yeah. he can, like he's always banged up. So I don't know if that's just like, maybe he's not built, built the same way or I, not I don't very know. Big, that, not very big for a quarterback. No, no, it's also, I think it's also people give him a lot of shit because he's lefty. It just, yeah. it just looks weird. It just looks weird. It's, I've seen people that believe when they play as highlights, they, they flip the camera so they throw it from the right side just so they can, it looks normal. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's insane. Um, so then Titans, Pats, that was a seven-point spread. It was close for a little bit, and the New England just kind of ran away with it. Um, Tannehill did an admirable job, but uh, name me two of his receivers today. Uh, supposedly the old tight end for the Seahawks, his brother Hollister plays for them. Are they related? I, yeah, I mean, they have to be. Oh, all right. Something back that I'll remember. Um, no, yeah, that's it. new man. Look at me. I'm just bringing more yeah. knowledge. This yeah, Col- what is this Colby Park? Is this his brother Hollister? Cody, Cody, Cody Hollister's brother. Jacob, yeah, I think uh, Tennessee's not healthy. They don't look, they got nobody out there. Their run game, um, the run game was incredible. They had 200 yard rushers today. Billiard's good, he's a good little player. Um, yeah, I just they they look like they've lost their identity since Derek Henry went down and. They're kind of a little bit like the Chargers. You really don't know what you're getting from them each week either, which is scary. And, uh, you know, the, I think you saw more about, about what the Patriots are about today and the fact that, man, Mac Jones put him in that system. He is Tom Brady light. Uh, he just he does the same things Tom did well. He gets rid of the ball. He doesn't make any dumb decisions. He just hits the open receivers. It's very, very boring football, but it's effective. And, you know, they get into the red zone, like you said, and they don't get too wild. He doesn't make mistakes. They settle for Nick Folk field goals. And, you know, they live to, to, for lack of a better term, play another down series. And it's, it's, it's smart football. It's winning football. And it might not be sexy, but the Patriots are, are back. Patriots are a team where I'm not betting any of their players for props ever. No, I don't know who's going to do anything. no, no, like Kendrick Bourne had two touchdowns today. I didn't see that anywhere else. So no, it's yeah. And then like Hunter Henry's been kind of he's been like kind of been his guy in the red zone, two for sixteen. And then they have the same the backs with Harris and Stevenson's been pretty good. But you never know who's going to kind of get going. But they're they're a wagon. So we'll see how they do against the no pun intended against the Buffalo Bills. Um. So then Eagles Giants Eagles kind of stink. A lot of people were kind of hyped up on the Eagles. Eagles been kind of rolling the past few weeks. People are saying, oh, maybe the Eagles are a surprise wildcard team. And then they get beat by a team with Freddie Kitchens calling plays. Um, what, what do you think of Philly? I, I think nothing of either the Giants nor uh, or, or the Eagles. It's just it's two teams that seem um, in a rebuilding phase. I, I do think Hertz is their, is their answer for quarterback. I mean, really? I, I don't think you're going to go in the draft and find a guy better than him right now. And I think you're, you're, you got the Philly fan base. You're going to start all over again. Uh, after getting rid of Carson, they got, Minshew. they got Minshew. Let Minshew play. But after getting rid of Carson Wentz and watching having watching Carson have success this year, it, it hurts even more to admit after one season that you were wrong and get rid of Hurts, which is basically who they chose over Carson. So for me, I, I don't see them restarting at the end of this year. And like you said, this is one of the weakest quarterback classes in a long time coming out of college. So for me, the Eagles have to ride with him, and uh, you know he has the talent to be that guy. He does. You just got to get him under control with the interceptions and the turnovers, and 
you know, it's easier said than done, but he, he has the ability to be their long-term answer. Now on the flip side, I, is anybody else done with the Daniel Jones experiment? Cause I, I know I, I, am. I think he'll be back there next year. How again, how, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, was this a fifth year up? No, it's like, no, he's fifth year. It's like his fourth year coming up. Fourth year. I mean, they're going to pick up his option. I think they probably already did. Um, yeah. But like, they can't find another quarterback that looks like Eli Manning. Cause that's what Daniel yeah. Jones, he looks like Eli Manning. Well, Arch can't play yet. Like Simeon kind of looks like him, but he's, he's got a contract. But no, it's I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Giants. Saquon, I feel bad for Saquon. Like he was incredible that rookie year, and then he doesn't look the same. Booker yeah. looks better, and then Evan Ingram's hurt every other play, and then Galladay. I don't know why they gave this guy all this money and they didn't even use him. He had three catches today. Last, I don't think I think he's I don't even think he, last week I think he had less catches than the guy who than the tackle who cut the touchdown. So like it's it, I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Giants. Freddie Kitchens obviously not the answer. Um, the defense, I thought the defense would be really good going into the year. They're getting killed, but they, they won this week. So it's interesting, but somehow they're in the playoff race. So is Philly. The entire back end of the NFC nuts. Playoffs. <laughs> if you're two games out of the playoffs, you shouldn't be considered in the hunt. That's like, if you're a game in like the, in the hunt graphic day, there was like 13 teams were on that whole thing. I'm like, no, well, they're, they're just not. To, they're just trying to pander to each sports. Yeah. The Falcons are not making the playoffs. Like they, they had the Falcons, the top of us. I'm like, they're not getting in. So, Man, I, can they trade Cordero Patterson to a team? I know the trade deadline's passed. Can they trade Cordero Patterson to a contender? Man, he is so much fun to watch play. It's crazy. How, how come Arthur Smith's the only guy that's been able to figure him out? I don't know. I, I think he's the only guy that's been willing to commit to him, if, if, if we're being honest. He seems uh, – it seems like they have an actual game plan for him and a set amount of plays for him each game. And, you know, that's more so than any other team's really been willing to commit to him. And finally, they realize that he's much better out of the backfield than he is running around on the outside or even trying to be that slant receiver. So just, again, like we talked about earlier, he fits the mold of, of the modern-day NFL player, of get the ball in his hands and let him make stuff happen. It's not necessarily have to, having to be a 15-yard out route, run perfectly on a dime where, he, you know, he gets it on time. It, it just run the five-yard slant and put it in his hands. No, yeah, I had uh, Patterson anytime touchdown day as the easiest bet of the day. Yep. Because they forgot that Kyle Pitts is good. They don't even throw him the ball anymore. He had two catches, six targets, four of them were throws in garbage time. Um, and then all the other receivers are nowhere to be found. So Patterson's a lock every week. And then with the Jags, are you concerned about Trevor Lawrence? Did you think, is there anything that scared you? Or do you think, all right, we can't really put this year on him? No, I don't think you put this year on him. Um, I did think you would see more flashes from him. And I'd be concerned that you haven't seen that. I mean, even quarterbacks that go through miserable rookie years that are really talented on bad teams, which is happens a lot. They show those flashes of man, you know, think about Joe Burrow, his rookie year, right? By no means was their team any good. Yeah. It felt like every, every like two or second or third game, Joe Burrow had a, you know, 400 yard passing game and threw for three touchdowns. You're like, wow, that was incredible. To me, you haven't really had that moment from uh, Trevor Lawrence this year. So for that, I'd be concerned. But I do think, you know, he's he's going to be a star of the NFL, and he will be for a while. Um, you can't write the book on him yet, though. You think he's to cut the hair? Do you think that's what's holding him back? I think he's cut the hair. I mean, maybe that's coming from me. I'm a short hair guy, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it itches the back of your neck, and then you kind of throw you throw it off. But no, because I guess, guess who their leading receiver was today. I didn't even know he was on the team. Couldn't even tell you. Laquan Treadwell. I'm pretty sure it was, was he there with you? I played with Laquan in Minnesota. I had no idea he was on their team. (laughs) Oh, Minnesota or now in Jacksonville? 
Oh, Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's wild. Because Chanel's pretty good. They don't give him the ball. Tavon Austin had a touchdown today. Didn't know he was in the league. So lots of fun. Lots of fun in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how old he is. Um, let's see. Jets, Texans, Zach Wilson officially back or the Texans? By back, meaning by throwing just one interception. I think he, had, he ran one in or he threw it. Did he throw a touchdown? I think he ran I think one so. in. Yeah, he ran one in. Yeah, he ran one in. Okay, so he ran a touchdown and threw a pick. Yeah, is that even out or? Yeah, does that excite you if you're a Jets fan? I mean, it excites me as somebody named Zach in terms of quarterbacks. <laughs> Mettenberger never did anything. You're setting the bar very, very low there. Yeah, I mean, it's me, Mettenberger, him. I didn't play quarterback, but it's Mettenberger I, and him. I'll, That's stop a- name dropping guys that I play with. I play with Mettenberger too in college. Really? Yeah, he went to Georgia before he transferred. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Well, we need more Zachs in the NFL. Um, Pascal's had a fumble today, not not too good, but no, but like, I'm surprised they didn't bench him because like it's the Texans, they were getting the, getting the brakes beaten off him pretty early. Um, they like some guy named Walter had a touchdown today. Might be the first time in NFL history. The guy, obviously Walter Payton, last name Walter. I don't know any other Walters. Um, uh, Elijah Moore is fantastic. I don't know why you don't give him the ball more. Great. Um, kind of, it took him a while to get there, but the preseason hype, he is now living up to it. Yeah, no. And then the Texans, like, what do, you, what do you do if you're the Texans? Man, figure out the Sean Watson thing in about two months. Outside of that, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, you have you have the answer on your team every week. You just can't play him for his legal troubles and, you know, not to go down that whole road. But it's, you know, it's got to be such a weird feeling to be in that building and uh, support. Is he even at games? He was at the beginning of the year. I haven't even, I haven't even watched. You know what? Games. There's no way he is because you never see any footage of him on the sideline. So there's no way they let him go to these games. No. And then a very underrated story to me over the past couple of years, the downfall of David Johnson after that one great season, the Cardinals. And then he just, I know he had the, the wrist thing, but yeah. like that, he just never get back. But like he is. Some guys, start, some guys have those one or two good years and you never hear from them again. And that's, you know, it happens a lot of running back too, which is it's the, the NFL is so brutal with how it turns over players. And he just seems like he was, he fell victim to that. Unfortunately. Pretty sure one of those years he had a thousand, both receiving and rushing, which was rushing. Nuts. Yeah. He was unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. No, but I don't know what the Texans do. And then obviously they have a high draft pick. You can grab one of these DNs that you're trying to replace JJ Watt. You're a quarterback. You got to get depth on, on the defense because their defense is bad. And it's it's concerning that there's no good quarterbacks really coming out of college. So you're, you're really hoping that one of these guys kind of just asserts himself as the star quarterback in this class and kind of gets the hype. And, and then that way you can at least trade your, your position because right now it doesn't look great. And then getting to um, the Rams, Packers, probably the most exciting game of the day, most underrated, uh, uh, underrated storyline. Um your former college teammate, Matthew Stafford's wife, is no longer going to away games after throwing a soft pretzel at a fan. And I thought maybe that would kind of get them going. It didn't. They lost again. So I don't know if that was the problem. But they were t- earlier in the day, they were talking about Stafford's hurt. They said he had a bad back. They said his elbows is, was fucked up. He wasn't playing too well, but he kind of got them going a little bit. But by then it was too late. Did, did you see anything that kind of gave you optimism for the Rams? Or are you are you concerned? Yeah, I actually thought Stafford played well. I thought he was under control. The pick six was unfortunate, but he didn't really make many bad throws, and they kind of controlled their side of the game offensively. I think if you were the Rams, you have to you have to figure out what's going on on defense. The amount of stars they have on their defense and the amount of points. That's it. Have. I don't know anybody else besides Ramsey, Von Miller, and uh, Aaron Donald. Von Miller and Aaron Donald. I mean, there's no way they should be giving up 
uh, you know, th- what they give up 36 to the Packers. Yeah. Rogers uh, at 300. Not, yeah. They don't have any draft picks. They're not playing young guys all over the defense. They they're playing veterans and they just, they have to, they have to produce in the defensive side of the ball. You can't have a lockdown corner and have Devontae Adams go for 120. It just, you can't, that can't be the identity of the Rams. They can't win shootouts. No one can in the NFL. You have to be able to rely on your defense at some point. And it just seems like the Rams are consistently just not playing well on defense. No, it's because their, their front office runs like I play Madden. Like I'm not going to play a season of Madden longer than a year. So they're just, I trade all the picks. And they do the same thing. They trade all the picks, except I'm done playing that. And then I can redo it. They don't have anything. I don't know what they do for me. If Stafford doesn't pan out, they're SOL. Well, I think that's that's their thing. They're all in, and it's not just that they're all in on this year. They're all in as in the standpoint of this is the team. You're looking at the Rams team and how it's going to be constructed for this year and next year and probably the year after. So they don't have the freedom. Like you said, they get rid of all their draft capital. They don't have the freedom to make those moves anymore. You take on an aging Von Miller, and, and, and you take on an Odell Beckham, and these are moves that look great on the surface. But in reality, if, if they don't produce on the field, what, why not just have – a rookie guy or a cheaper guy or a guy that you could possibly move off of if they're not producing. Why have the big name guy with the massive contract that's going to create attention no matter whether he wants to or not. It's just, it's a strange move and it's an all in move. And it kind of reminds me of, of a little bit of that Philly super team back in the two thousands where they were just acquiring names just for the sake of acquiring names. It's like at some point you have to build that team chemistry. You have to have a good mixture of the veterans and young guys and, that that's where that's where the uh, that's where the NFL is is really one in the it's the mixture of the locker room. It can't just all be veteran star players. You can't. And even with the Ramsey, like I was watching that game by more attentively than any other. Why don't they just have him on Adams the whole game? Why was he constantly just going from guy to guy? Like, why don't you shut down the guy who's destroying you? And I, I don't know if that's a defensive thing, but I'm really like, all right, Adams. I'm, I'm literally just watching seventeen roaming around the field. I'm like, where's five? I'm oh, he's over there. Like, what what are you staying on yeah, Dalvin Scantling for? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd let uh, Lazard and Scantling beat me all day if, if, yeah. if shut down Devontae Adams. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, and then Donald looks like he was getting beat a little bit. A.J. Dillon was kind of – he just gave, gave Donald some bruises today. Donald couldn't tackle him. It hasn't been a great year for Aaron Donald on defense. Uh, his numbers really aren't there as much, but, you know, he's still an exceptional player, and uh, you got to have faith he could turn that around. But it's just – it's been a, a slow and weird – few weeks for the Rams, to be honest. Yeah. Donald has six sacks so far this year, one forced fumble, 17 tackles. Like not, not been good. Not been good. And not been just, good at the, all. The game changing plays haven't been there this year for Donald. And no. the defense that's struggling it, that's what they need. Yeah. No, it's 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 going south quick. They got to get that thing turned together. They might even they might even make the playoffs. Right now I think they're locked in as a wild card, but they already lost to San Fran. San Fran's coming San Fran's heating up. I think they have to play him again. So if they if they lose again to San Fran, good luck. Yeah. Because these other teams in the NFC are rolling. But I I like I think the NFL was like like all right, we can in our first year in this beautiful brand new stadium with fans, we can have another home Super Bowl. That's not happening. No, no, not at the pace it's going. No. Who would you who would you be more confident as a fan as a Rams fan or as a Chargers fan? Rams. The Rams have the, have all the pieces. To me, the Chargers are still not there yet, and. It, they're too young to, to really be contenders, in my opinion. The Rams, if you told me they turned it around and became contenders, that wouldn't surprise me. To me, if you told me the Chargers did, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, right, then moving on, Vikings, Niners. What the fuck What the fuck was that game? Like, it was, it was wild. Uh, the serious question that comes out of that game is if you're, if you're a 49ers fan, 
what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the year? Well, it's, it's a proven fact that when he plays and starts the game and plays the game to the, to the, to the, uh, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. great. He wasn't great. But there's something that he does with their roster. He just, he just manages everything. He doesn't lose it for you. He doesn't win it for you. But, man, they win when he plays. It's wild. It's a wild stat. Do you, do you try to get Lance in for some kind of, like, plays here and there like they were doing at the beginning of the year? Or, like, is Lance isn't getting any better on the sideline? And you, you must have draft capital you put in to get this guy? No, I think they're too good this year to do that. I think you're set, that would be sending a bad message to their football team and saying that, look, we're competitive this year, but – you know, we're really going to be uh, you know, worried about the future and let Lance come in, even if that hurts our short-term success. And I think that never flies in, in NFL locker rooms and coaches inherently aren't wired like that. You know, the front office might want that, but um, none of those coaches want that. So uh, Jimmy Grapple will continue to be the guy and be the main guy for as long as they're winning. I'm no longer betting on George Kittle. Never again. He is, uh, I thought has four and a, oh, over four and a half catches was a lock. He had one. It hasn't been a great contract, has it, signing him? I mean, football-wise, he's doing his thing. He had an incredible block earlier. Um, I think it was he was leading for Mitchell, and he he decks some guy. I don't even know who, who it is. Um, I don't even remember who it was, one of some corner. But, like, in terms of fantasy, yikes, betting. Just talking about production. He's a great player, and he does a lot of things well. But, you know, you don't sign him and, and pay him top three tight end money to, you know, throw blocks and, and spring run runs. You know, he's paid to catch touchdowns, make game-changing plays. And I, last week was his first touchdown, they said, in, in almost a year. It was something, something yeah. wild. I mean, that's – that's that's yeah, it's got to be better than that. Is, is the offensive production, at least stat-wise, not coming from him? Is that on him or is that on – Shanahan who's not using him correctly both I think it's probably on him health wise he's definitely not been available a lot over the last year Uh, he's not been healthy Um, but yeah it falls on the coaches coaching staff and the game plan and just finding ways to get him the ball Um, you know they have the old saying in the NFL if you want to know where the ball's going follow the money you know the guys who get paid on the offense usually get the ball most um, because you don't want to look foolish by giving those guys those contracts and not using them. And right now it just seems that way a little bit for, for him. No. Yeah. Cause like, um, this is right. So, so on here, 2018 played all 16 games, 88 catches, hundred, uh, hundred out of 136 targets, 1,377 yards, five touchdowns, similar numbers, uh, 2019 played 14 games, 85, hundred targets, a little over a thousand yards last year, obviously got hurt this year, nothing. And he's, I know, I know PFF grading him. He's constantly graded as a top three because of what he's doing for what he's asked. But I don't understand why they're just throwing like Jawan Jennings had two touchdowns today. They were giving him all these red zone targets. Yeah. Shanahan, Shanahan, like, is he a whiz or is he nuts? Cause I don't know what, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, he's both. I mean, he just, it feels like they're outside of Debo Samuel. Can you trust any guy fantasy wise or offensively? Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell's been phenomenal. I'll give Elijah Mitchell. He's a four speed Mitchell. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been, been good for them. But, but I mean, they don't use him out of the backfield when it comes to throwing, which is strange in today's. Um, you have five catches. Five catches. But look at his stats for today. They they really. Um, he's perfect for that zone blocking running scheme that Shanahan loves. That that Alfred Morris used to do back in the day for uh, the. Uh, we had one we had one good year, one good year, and then they said, "No, no, no, we don't want him. Give us Matt Jones." Yeah, that worked yeah. out real well. Um, and then the Vikings, Cousins wasn't bad. No. Dalvin did get hurt. I don't know how long. I don't expect to see him for a couple of weeks. And a lot of people think there's not a big drop off between him and Madison. It's it's very apparent when it's Madison's out there. 
Um, but they weren't really getting Justin Jefferson involved, and that was the key to their success last week against Green Bay. Thielen was balling out, and they've got these other guys I've never heard of getting them the ball. But, like, Cousins, Cousins wasn't bad. 20 for 32, two, two TDs and, a, and an, uh, one, one INT. Dalvin really couldn't get going. Why, why aren't they getting Justin Jefferson more involved? He's, he's one of the most talented players in the NFL. Uh, they did last week and it kind of went nuts. It feels like it's always a week by week thing with him. He'll have a crazy good week and then a very quiet three catch 60 yard type game like he had today. Um, yeah, it felt like their game plan was good and it, and they were, they were letting Kirk throw it and air it out, but at the same time, making sure they got Dalvin Cook involved, which you and I have been talking about ad nauseum here for weeks. You know, I think Dalvin Cook had six catches today. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly how he should be used. He should have, 15 rushes and six, eight to eight targets a game. Just get the ball in his hands because he's a, he's a special player. And finally they started to do that today and it was working, but seeing him separate shoulder like that was, was disheartening. And, you know, back to the same story with the Vikings last couple of weeks, they're trying to outplay their own defense and their defense has been horrid. And um, you're not going to win when you try to outplay your own defense. No, no, Harrison Smith has been, uh, been good. They obviously have the incident with um, Griffin, so we don't know when he's going to be they back. Have, they have the players and the pieces. They're just, yeah. yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick's is real good. And then the, I know Darisaw on the offensive line got hurt today, but like, I feel like they're getting, they're trying to get everybody involved on offense. And you kind of got to focus on your core guys. Cause like some of these guys, KJ Osborne, CJ ham, what are you throwing the ball to CJ ham for? But some of the, yeah, they did fumble a couple of times today, but like they're in it. They'll be in it with any team in football. Like I think we said a while ago, they can score with anybody. anybody looking at their nucleus top four offensive nucleus in football. And that's putting aside cousins, um, like kind of like deficiencies, but they're, they can be in it with anybody. I don't know if you put the over today. That was the easiest over the year for me. What was he over 49? Ooh. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So that, that cash in the third quarter, I almost did the live over, did not do the live over, but they can keep up with <laughs> anybody. They're going to be a wild card team. So if you're if you're them, do you bring Dalvin back in like a week, or do you say you know what we'd rather have you for the playoffs? Shoulders are tricky because shoulder is a lot about pain tolerance, and and unfortunately, it, with a dislocated shoulder like that, it can pop back out. I mean, obviously, I'm just speaking from you know not personal experience, but from having teammates go through this and and hearing about it. His shoulder won't be completely healed or ready to go for a while, so it's going to be pain tolerance, and you know permanent damage that you're going to be doing to it that you're that you're risking but um i don't know madison's a great backup running back but you're right there is definitely a difference having him out here uh, or having him on the field rather than cook for me you gotta gotta go all in and you got a head coach that's trying to save his job or, or keep his job and yeah they'll they will bring him back as soon as possible if not sooner were you on the, on the viking team the year peterson towards acl I was on the team the year he came back from it. So when we're playing our first week game against the Jaguars, we didn't even know if he was going to play at all. He starts the game with a 30 yard run and runs for over hundred yards and does typical Adrian Peterson stuff. Who is the backup? Cause they were like, Oh, we'll be okay. They had one backup running back. Everybody's like, at least fantasy wise, they're like, this guy's really good. We had a backup in, in Minnesota for a long time, Matt Asiata, who was a him. touch. They should sign him. He's better than Madison. I don't know what he's doing now. Him, bring him back. Maybe this is <laughs> Him, I get out. Toby, Toby Gerhardt, get Toby Gerhardt back. Toby Gerhardt was great too. It's old Stanford running back. Should have won the Heisman the, that year that he was in it. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I'm not the, not a big Madison guy, but if they get Asiata, that's I, I, I <laughs> touchdown guess. king. Touchdown, yeah, touchdown. He's a Matt Asiata. They had one other guy. 
and they had Latavius Murray for a couple of years, and he was he was really good with the Vikings. Yeah, he then, was great. He had a, a little bit of a career revival with them with the Vikings. Yeah, and then he was on. The, I think he started with the Raiders. Was he on the Raiders? Raiders. Yep. That that that'd be a good like a good Jeopardy question. Name every team Latavius Murray has played for. And Why don't they all these... bring back Adrian Peterson? I mean, you think he's done? I feel like Tennessee cutting him might have been the end for Adrian, which is unfortunate because he's probably my favorite team I've ever played with. So yeah. I hope not, but never know. You think he'll play like in like church or like rec leagues? So they'd be like, you know, once you win MVP, you can't play it. You can't play in our. our oh league. man, he's one of those guys that he'll play until they until somebody literally tells him that like, hey, all thirty-two teams pass. Nobody wants to even look at you. He's yeah. just he's got that. He's got he's wired that way. You remember remember how Bradley Cooper played in um, Wedding Crashers? Yes, like, that's Adrian Peterson every Thanksgiving. Yes, for sure. Yeah, no, he because he's he's a legend. He's a legend. He's also uh, Bradley Cooper in that movie was a uh, let's not say a, a Zach, but a sack close enough, which is uh, a stupid fucking name. It's like, just a nickname, man. It's a nickname. No, that was his name in the movie. I think it was, I don't think it was a nickname. I think that was his real name. No way, that was his actual name. I thought I didn't, was think, a... he had, I didn't think he had a last name in the movie. They were just like, all right, this is gonna be just a dumb boyfriend. His name was Sack. That was his, like, <laughs> if you look at it. No, great, great movie. Great movie. Um, and then finishing off with the Sunday night game, it's horrible. I almost turned it off like four times in the first half. Um, Lamar had four INTs. Baker, his shoulders completely fucked up. He looks like he, he was like a like he was he got shot with that fucking thing on there. I don't know what that is. He can't establish the run game. Landry's doing a little bit, um, and then Baltimore. I'm not. Are you sold at either of these two teams because like they're playing again in two weeks. No, it can't be sold in either of these two teams. I mean, it feels like Baltimore is going to be in the picture all year long, and they'll be in the playoffs, and they'll win one, two games, give somebody a problem. They're, Lamar's so, so good at what he does well, which is run, read pass option, make the easy throws. I, the last couple of weeks, he struggled to make the big plays, um, which is apparent, and especially against a good defense in Cleveland when they made him pay for it in the secondary. Did, did you see Garrett chase him down on that one run? It, Lamar got out of bounds. I think he got back to the line of scrimmage. Garrett chased him probably 15 yards down the field and prevented any type of a gain. And Garrett's 280. So probably he's a freaky ass. He is unreal. I'll send you the clip. He literally was like, he, he's keeping pace with Lamar. I remember the play. And did you see the move that he put on Jadavian Clowney, who's also a freaky athlete? I mean, he put one foot in the ground and quick backspun, and Jadavian Clowney literally looked like he broke his ankles to the right. It just, they they will always be in games if, if if they're in it late if they're down by one score and they have the ball with any time left on the clock they have a chance he's that type of quarterback so that makes your team always a threat to to win the game so uh, you never can really count Baltimore out do I think they're Super Bowl contenders no but do I think that they're a solid playoff team at this point yes wish Miles Garrett would force his way to another team like team where he could be like impactful like deep into the postseason because I, I get like joe thomas vibes like a guy's gonna be there in cleveland for his whole career and he's never you're never gonna do anything right yeah i agree no because he is there is there any edge rusher you take over him in the league not right now no i mean maybe maybe joey bosa maybe no yeah i love i love his style of play yeah no because baltimore like i don't i don't like it's just AFC. It's like, oh, it's AFC North. I'm like, that doesn't mean you score six points, six three in the first half. Like that was hard. The under. That was my great. favorite. Oh, it's because it's that conference. Yeah, play. they're like, oh, it's the AFC North. It's gritty. I'm like, no, they just can't do anything. So, <laughs> but the guy, uh, Koromoa, or I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but give him Notre Dame the linebacker. 
for yeah, like Cleveland. He's, fan- he's good. Denzel Ward's pretty good. Baker, if you're Baker, why don't you just take like take two weeks off? Like you're not going to the playoffs. You're you're fucking up your massive got, contract. He's injuries that are healing. He's, his injuries aren't healing. No, not not this year. And is, is there much of a drop off between him and Case Keenum? I, I don't think so. No, not an unhealthy Baker. No, no, it's wild. And then looking at the Monday night game tomorrow, so you got Washington. Well, they went two in a row. Yep. Um, taking on the Seahawks, who I don't know what's going on. I think Russell Wilson's already checked out mentally. Um, what, are, what are you expecting? Man, if there's ever been a do or die game for Pete Carroll's tenure in Seattle, this is it. I mean, you got to feel like if they throw a clunker out there tomorrow night on national television and get their eighth loss, that his, 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 what's fate... their record right now? What are they? Are they on three and seven? Am I incorrect on that? Because they were the, one of the only two teams that weren't in that in the hunt graphic tonight. Yeah, I think they're three and seven. And I, I think if they fall to three and eight and essentially eliminate themselves with, with on, on national television in a primetime game, that's that'll pretty much signify that they're going to go in a different direction next year um, when it comes to head coach. Because I feel like that's the only way they can keep the Russell Wilson train going. I just don't see a way that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are, are tied at the hip again next year. And, you know, so this is an important game for that tenure, I should say. Oh, then looking over the Washington, I think you said something a while back. I forgot to ask you. I know I sent you that story a while back about Heineke, about the um, when he like had to break into his own house. Were you yeah. there? Were you yes, there? I was. Yeah, he was. What our, happened? What happened? He's our third string quarterback. And um, I think the thing that surprised from what I remember, he showed up to training camp in a walking boot on in one of those um, wheelies where you can't have your, you know, you have your foot elevated. And hadn't told anybody. So I think it was one of those things where like, you know, he was just so young in the league. It didn't really, I think he was probably afraid to tell the training staff everything and, you know, embarrassed uh, of what had happened. But I remember everyone was in shock going, wait a second, our third string quarterback just shoved the training camp in a walking boot and is not putting weight <laughs> on it. Like we need to go sign another guy because this is training camp. And, um, you know, that's what we need our bodies. <laughs> what do you think of what he's done? He's obviously beat Tampa. You got close to beating Tampa in the wild card. Last week against Carolina really wasn't too much of a hassle, but like he's not the franchise guy, but he's no. not a backup. So what do you do? What do you do? If you I, I think he is. Isn't he? I mean, you just described the backup. Anybody who's not a franchise guy is. is but once he start, if he started, he started what ten games, and they say, "Hey, by the way, we want you to come off the bench." Just say, "Fuck that." He's not gonna do that. If there's a new hot guy in there from that, you know, a new hot draft pick, he's going to. I. I think Heineke's a great fill-in for them for what they're doing right now. I, I, again, are they starting the 2022 season with Taylor Heineke as their starting quarterback? Probably. Oh, uh, I, I just don't see any way. How? Because they're 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 shooting themselves out of contention to get one of these decent quarterbacks in the draft. I like the kid from Pitt. Obviously, like Matt Corral. They're going to be gone by probably 14, 15 if they somehow sneak back into the wild card. Because remember, they they, because they have five NFC East games to finish out the year. Um, yep. Two of them are against Dallas. We don't know what Dallas is going to be. Eagles, that's a toss-up. Giants, it's probably a win. They're right now, two, I think, two or two or three games out of the wild card, yeah. and they're rolling. If they're getting their confidence up, this is what they do every year. They kind of come out shitty. I'm like, all right, ready for the draft. And then they kind of start fighting their way up, winning meaningless games, and they either get to the wild card or get the shit kicked out of them right before it and fuck up their draft stock. So, like, I, you, I, you don't sound like a bitter, uh, a bitter supporter not at all. At all. No, no, no. no. I, I was, I was. Scream. That doesn't scream. I've been in pain for years at all. No. I have since since RG three got fucked up by the Seahawks. Um, in the wild card game was it twenty twelve? Yeah, since then I've been like for that one. They can blame the field for that one. 
the field yeah. no the field's horrible the field's worse than the chairs the chairs are horrible i would they have standing room only seats at washington behind a like a like a cement wall and that's the best seat in the fucking house so <laughs> no it's it's a disaster but like i might go not 100 sure i hope you do maybe because i'll just be disappointed after because i might be the reason that seattle turns it all around so like i don't but what's what's wrong with the seahawks like metcalf physically is the most talented receiver in the nfl in my opinion like you're not nobody can guard this guy they don't give him the ball the run game is not there i don't know anybody's on the offensive line you've got a couple names on defense and russ is russ just checked out is it worth putting gino back in what do you do no i mean i i think people overlook uh, players comebacks from injuries so much I, I mean russell wilson had a pin in his finger but less, he's an amazing healer he should less, be fine uh, less than two weeks ago he had a pin in his finger in his throwing finger and his most important one on his hand it's just people take for granted these guys that make these extraordinary efforts to come back from injury and they expect when they come back to be exactly like they were before and it's going to take a minute and that's uh and that's hard in the nfl because you don't have a minute so for me, Russell Wilson's got to show tomorrow that he can make all the throws that he normally does and that his finger is no longer a problem. And um, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, of course, um, I, you got to take the Seahawks tomorrow. I think Washington's favorite. They should be, but I, I just, I'd take the Seahawks. I got a feeling. I got, I got a sneaky feeling. And, and if this is wrong and you pull this up in two weeks, I'm not. Yeah. Is, is, is Brian Schottenheimer still sneakily calling plays from a, Secondary location because it's the same offense as last year. It's the exact same offense. I think he just left his playbook and said, "Here, new name, but you run the same offense." Because they got the guy from the Rams. They're like, "Oh, this guy's really good in the Rams." Oh, wait a minute. Why they why they let him leave and stay in the division? Oh, there's a reason. He's sabotaging the Seahawks. Or just sucks. <laughs> but no, but like they have no run game. Um, Washington's defense been holding up. They've been held up a little. They've held up a, decently well since Chase Young tore his ACL two weeks ago. But like they don't have anybody who can stay on lock it in Metcalf. So. Right. And if they if they're not blitzing and they're not getting to Wilson and Wilson's already a tough enough guy to tackle, I don't know what you do. I think it's either a shootout or it's. I think we're getting another game like we had tonight, except it's not I two talented not. defenses. It's just sloppy. Because I, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> no, I mean there's better, there's better stuff to watch. No, but it's 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 brutal. It's wild. But hopefully we'll we'll see what happens. If they lose, I'll be excited because draft. If they win, I'll be like, nah, let's see what they got. But yeah. it's. You can't, you can't really, you can't really. Uh, Win-win situation for you tomorrow, yeah. Zach. Yeah, yeah. No franchise quarterback. Are we going to meaningless money against a team that's struggling? So there you go. Washington. <laughs> that's no, that's the November Washington football for you. I actually heard there's a rumor. Apparently, the new name might be the Commanders. Shouldn't they just stick with what they have right now? Hell no. It's so, you sound like a fucking Coles team. You sound like a team like when you, the store that can't sell the licensed merchandise. It would just sell Washington football team. It's like, like an old baby <laughs> I like shirt. it. I like it. Nah, it feels like you're less of a team. You don't even have a mascot. It's then you gotta get something or a football club. I'll take football club. The team. You're not, gonna change, you're not gonna change it from team to club. So I mean, it sounds like soccer. I don't know, but they gotta change it to something. That's probably why but, I like it. That's probably why I like it. Yeah, I mean, like it's good when everybody's kicking the shit out of you, and they're like, "Oh, this team doesn't have a mascot." Oh yeah, it makes sense because they're like, it's they're basically <laughs> one of those relegation teams. Like they're yeah. in that bunch, and then I don't have to watch yeah. them on Sundays anymore. It makes Sundays better. So. No, it's it's wild. No, it's it's nuts. But so right now, who who do you think? Who are your two kind of like teams? You're like, is there anybody right now you see like dead set in the Super Bowl, or are you still not sold on any of these teams yet? I'm not sold on anybody. I I don't think there's any team that's really separated itself from the pack so far. I, I think the teams that I that I'm most interested to see who they are around the NFL are is Buffalo. I want to know what that's all about. I want to know what Dallas is going to do. Um, 
and then Kansas City. To me, those are the three teams that are the most talented but have the most question marks as to who's going to show up each week. Um, obviously, Kansas City is the best track record because they've been in two Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, those are the teams that I want to see how they're going to perform. And then you look at teams like Green Bay and Tampa. Those and are the- Green Bay, 10 and 2 against spread, which is nuts. Yep. I think Green Bay and Tampa are the most complete teams right now uh, from top to bottom, but um, Arizona sneakily kind of coming there too, but I definitely I think like they're here. Arizona, I feel like they haven't played in a month because Kyler has been, hasn't been Kyler there. Hasn't been like, a month. My fantasy team knows it. Yeah. Now you, I don't know about his long-term uh, availability, but Colt McCoy, like those games, nobody's really watching those games. And they're like, all of a sudden they're like, all right, here's the standings. Cardinals are nine and two. I'm like, they haven't played since September. So <laughs> Actually, but, yeah. Yeah, because Hopkins, I don't think Hopkins is still hurt. Watts out for the year. And then, like, they're they're the kind of, I, I don't know what the hell they are. They, they kind of remind me like the Nuggets in the NBA last year. Like, oh, they're going to they're go into the playoffs with the that's best record. Great, that's a great analogy. Yeah, that's yeah. They're, the they're Nuggets the, the NFL. I love it. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you're not going to be prime time. You're going to see it. You're going to show some flashes. you got one guy that's kind of like a unicorn. But when kind of everything kind of comes full, full circle, you'll be out of here. But the defense has played well, and Cliff Kingsbury apparently is trying to negotiate a new contract. Apparently, he got off with the Oklahoma game. So. I heard that, and what person on the planet would go from coaching uh, the best team in the NFL record-wise in a wonderful state and city to live in to Norman, Oklahoma? I don't know. I think it's one of the cities on the rise. It's like them, Nashville, Stanford, uh, Norman. Norman is one of the – Come on. What, what, do you, what do you think of um, Lincoln Riley going to USC? Slam dunk for SC, man. I mean, getting him recruiting wise is just going to go through the roof. I mean, I saw some of the candidates that they were thinking about getting and not that they're, these are bad coaches, but uh, what's different than having Clay Helton at that point, if you're hiring these guys, we are like, man, we're hoping he turns it around, but he's not a big name. And you know, he's, he fits the profile of what we want, but doesn't have that name power to me. Lincoln Riley has a name power. I mean, he goes anywhere in the country and says, look at what I did to Oklahoma. I'm planning on doing that at SC, which is just as much, if not more, of a prestigious place and sells them on everything that SC is all about. Um, I love the hire for them. It's a good move for Lincoln. I think it definitely screams that he will eventually make a run at the pros. That's what it says to me. Uh, Are you, surpri- you surprised he didn't take the Dallas gig two years ago and he held out and then went to USC? Because I feel like the Dallas Cowboys gig is so much better on paper than any college football gig. But don't you feel like if you take Dallas gig and it doesn't go well? Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. You're, you're yeah. coaching, you're coaching back. You yeah. Know, you're going back down to, you know, the Mac or the whack, or you're, you're doing something different. Does Oklahoma reconsider going to the SEC now? No, I, Oklahoma going to be great. They'll be great. With Rattler, get Rattler back. That's interesting. See, I think, I think that they gave up on Rattler way too early. Really? Uh, Caleb Williams is good, but I, man, I was a number one recruit in, in the country, had a great year last year and started off slow this year. And all of a sudden he's done. It's just like, I don't, I don't buy that narrative. And I think that if he transfers to another school, he will explode. So, Hey, I know Georgia yeah. might have an opening. Come on over to the dog. Yeah. You guys Take have like four, four quarterbacks that are we all. Don't even use, we don't even use five star JT Daniels. We have a walk on starting instead. So. Who's even playing is, is Bennett or Daniels? That's a Bennett man. <laughs> Five foot that's eleven. A, that's a Georgia. 11. That's a Georgia quarterback name if there's ever been one. Stetson Bennett. Um, I don't really watch much college football, but I know Ohio State. Obviously, they lost to Michigan. Stroud's been playing real well. They get the kid that looks like Tiger King Jr. You think Lincoln Riley can move him with the West Coast? Well, that yeah. I mean, CJ Stroud's not giving up that job. Um, yeah, the Tiger. So who wins the Heisman? You keep the job. Game. 
I have no Muirts Quinn something. He was something. he's the number one recruit in the nation. Yeah, too. the kid could get the million dollar deal lift uh, Texas yeah. high school a little mm-hmm. bit early, and now you can just kind of just jump on near the program. So if he he's he's the kind of like Lincoln is like the quarterback guru kind of the get anybody. Portal, the transfer portal is insane. It just wasn't around when I was in college, and I, it would have it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. No, because now it's because apparently I saw this two five stars and a four star that have committed to Oklahoma in the class of 2023. They're they just re, they just declassified or they, yeah, they're gonna committed go, go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, because all these all the all the all the quarterbacks are coming from either California or like Ohio. So like now you get that whole area. We're the best state out here, Zach. Yeah. California's yeah. the best state for football. You know yeah, that man. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, do appreciate you taking time. It is 108. So I'm gonna probably go to sleep soon. But do do appreciate you taking the time as always. Um glad uh that football's still keeping rolling. I can't believe we're already at week 12. I can't either. It's flown by, but uh, this is the best part of the season coming up right here. You yeah. see what things are made of. Yeah, because I don't want to see any more of these Jacksonville upsets or the Jets upsets. Mike White was a nice storyline. They'll somehow find its way to like the ESPYs or something. They'll have a line about Mike White, but that tale has ended. But it's interesting. And then especially with the Patriots rolling, like yep. Belichick coach of the year. The same roster as last year with like five added pieces and rookie quarter. Right now, he's the coach of the year. How could he not be? I mean, yeah. Some people were saying Vrabel, but obviously, like, he, I don't know how you give it to Vrabel. I know what's his, uh, uh, Staley was in it early on. That's not happening. Oh, it's um, it's Belichick's to lose, man. If they win that, if they win that, uh, right, Cliff, you were at Kingsbury keeping this team afloat with Colt McCoy. Come on, what Bill Belichick's doing with rookie quarterback Mac Jones, impressive. It's really impressive. Yeah, so. yeah man. No, but it's interesting. Can't wait for the Monday night game tomorrow. Can't wait to – I'm already moving past the Monday night game tomorrow because I'm going to be disappointed. Monday night game next week, Buffalo with the, Patri- uh, with the Patriots. That's that's going to be a good one. I wish they would move to Sunday. TV. Yeah, yes, man. Definitely. But do, do appreciate the time. Absolutely, Zach. Thanks for having me.